0: welcome to manager tools today's topic the meeting introduction for large groups hi everyone this is mike welcome back to manager tools You know, we get asked all the time, really, how big of a group have you used with the Meeting Introduction Tool? Well, the answer is 110. And if you've listened to our previous cast on the Meeting Introduction Tool, you know that this is Mark's favorite tool. Not only because it works so darn well, it's because everyone can use it. And it's totally against his natural inclination to take so much time on fluff. And yet when he has tried not to use it, trainings and meetings are inevitably less effective, sometimes enormously so. So we don't use it because it makes natural sense. We use it because it's so incredibly effective. You know, the definition of a professional executive is someone who does what is effective, whether they like it or not. So if you want to use the introduction tool for a big group, we explain how in this cast. But before we go on, I do want to note that we are not going to cover the meeting introduction tool in detail here. We're going to assume that you've gone back and listened to the previous cast. It's available in the members-only cast. Yeah, it was a members-only cast. But signing up for membership is completely free. Just go to the website www.managertools.com completely for free. So if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it before you go on with this one. Otherwise, it probably won't make a lot of sense. All right. With that warning, here we go with today's cast. Cast just uh, just kills me because it's a it's one of those I told you so ones. What? what? do you mean? You told me a long time ago. I asked you, you know, dude, are we getting ready to run out of casts? And you said, Nah, no, nah, no, I got I got thousands. And here we are repeating a podcast about meeting introductions. So, <laughs> so 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 please please assure our listeners that it's not because you ran out of things what? to talk I, I'll about. I'll tell
1: you what. What is it with the whole running out of topics? Thread, I um, I really think that, that even though we joke about it in all humor, there is truth and Dilbert and everything else. People say they're joking about their boss, but really people do believe that management is a black hole of, of everything. Um, I'm saying now, for the record, folks, we are not now, nor will we ever, while Mike and I are alive, run out of topics. I'm serious. I, my list has over three thousand topics that I'd like to talk about. Now, some of them, you know, some 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 topics you'd say, oh, well, you know, that's one topic. Yeah, but it'll take ten hours to talk about, so there's twenty casts, right? Yeah, okay, yeah,
0: all right. so so I, I will I I'll do my best, and we will put the soapbox away and just conclude that the answer is, no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, in other <laughs> words, you're putting my soapbox away, I get it, yeah, okay, well yeah you know, yeah just... it's it's an unqualified no um and frankly, even if people think it's a repeat cast, it's still i I would say you'd have to admit it's a great topic, um going back to the introduction tool um and and how many people have asked us the question about does it work with bigger groups? Oh right God.
0: hundreds, hundreds. You know, and it's really it's it's a great question, and um, most people think it's really hard, but it's not. It's not nearly as hard as people would think. Right, right. But you know, presenting to you know doing introductions with large groups does take a few small changes, and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that today. So, but before I actually give us the overview, just let me mention one thing about the Meeting Introduction Tool podcast that came out in December of 2005. It did God. come out. <laughs> yeah, two, December 2005. It did come out, and if you haven't listened to it, then you should go back and do so. Now, one one note, it came out as a members-only cast, so if you're not a registered member, uh, you probably haven't heard it. And But having said that, it is a really important precursor to this cast, because we're not going to go through all the details that we covered back in December of 2005, right? but we'll, we'll review it real quickly, um, and then we're going to talk about some some minor but important modifications to that cast that will help answer that question of, right, okay, what do I do with large groups? Yeah, and I
1: absolutely feel these are two different tools. I mean, you, you have to master the first one, or you have to know the first one to get a lot out of this cast, and we respect that some people say, well, gee, I didn't list that cast. Okay, so... Go back and listen to it. Um, I, I really wish I could boil everything down to two minutes. It would be great. But look, look. Ho- hopefully it means something when I say again, I don't know how many times I've said this, that this is my favorite manager tool, tool of all time. Um, if you're not using it, it's pretty clear to me that that's only because you have not done so yet and compared the difference in your meetings between doing it and not doing it. Not not all meetings. Not an hour long meeting. You know, I can't do it then. Um, If you think it doesn't make sense, you you listen to the cast and you say "Ah, that that doesn't make sense to me. Um, Join the crowd, which included Mike and
0: I for a long time. Yeah, and I was leading that crowd. I was I was the guy in charge of that crowd. (laughs) Marching. I
1: I remember the first time we were doing it for conferences years ago, and you said you were going to do it, and I said yeah. And boy, you guys push back, and you know I understand. I'm like, no, I know, I hate it. I hate it. Um, we agree it doesn't make sense. Um, and we still use it because we're willing to do what works rather than thinking that what makes sense to us is the only way to be effective in the world. And one of Horseman's laws is the other way works just fine too. Right. Somebody else in the world has succeeded to the very same level as you have, wherever you are in life, CEO, VP, manager, individual contributor, somebody has succeeded to the exact same level, however you want to define success, the exact same level as you have, while having a fundamentally opposite view of the world. If you're about control, then they're about looseness. If you're about people, they're about tasks. If, if you're about power, they're about, uh, relationships. Um, If you believe numbers are important, they believe people are important. If you believe time is the key, they believe staying loose with time is fine. And they're at the exact same level with you. So, therefore, the definition of what makes sense to you is one way to approach new things, but it's not the only way. And if all you do is ask yourself what makes sense to you, you're going to miss some of the great opportunities, some of the great new ideas that come into the world.
0: Right, like like the introduction tool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so- Sorry. Yeah. Soapbox. Sorry. Uh, I didn't
0: say that. But that's just,
1: that's the whole paradigm thing, right? Yeah. I- we, 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 the world happens, we, we, the world happens to us. We see it, not as it actually happened, but- as our brain tells us it happened based on it being filtered through a paradigm and people's paradigms are all different and this is going to bump up against some people's paradigms and they're going to say no and as, as it did mine and yours and then we fought through it decided to try it and man what a difference it made and out of the hundreds of casts we've done this is still my favorite and 10 years from now it will still be my favorite
0: Right and and I'll tell folks how I have changed my paradigms when having been presented something different. I didn't change my paradigm by thinking differently. I changed my paradigm by doing something Ooh, differently. good. good point. My yeah, good point. yeah, good point. And good So so even if you're not yeah. there yet, even if you're not there yet, just right. try it and you'll you will become like Mark and me and and agree that this is one of your favorite, if not your favorite, manager tool. Exactly. Okay, so before we get into what we're going to change about the introduction tool, what are the minor modifications we're going to make, can you give us a brief overview of the introduction tool for meetings? And just, just, I know we've encouraged people to go back and listen to it, and I will tell people in the introduction, please go back and listen to it before listening to this, but they won't. And so for those who don't, just a brief introduction.
1: Yeah, we're going to make that the first point of our cast, a review. And, and just as a, as a caveat, as a, as a, um, full disclosure thing, as long as nobody mistakes this verbal review as the same thing as listening to that cast. But, but the overview is this. We, we, we have five points to cover today. First, we'll give you a brief overview of the introduction tool, um, very fast. Then number two is we're going to tell you to schedule time based on the number of participants times 0.75, three fourths. Uh, we're going to recommend you delete the "someone, something no one here knows about me portion of the introduction. Uh, we're going to recommend you limit each participant to 30 seconds of presentation. And for those of you who have done this before, it works fine. Trust us. And last, for more than 50 participants, you've got to use two easels.
0: Good. Okay. So let's get and, to and the... Just so
1: you know, I want to make one other point. After answering this question individually to people who send emails... Um, over and over and over again and realizing they see it as a completely different tool I realized we needed to put it out as a cast so that everybody would have it so that's the reason for this cast good I got tired of answering
0: emails about this <laughs> how do I do it for 100 people <laughs> come to our, one of our conferences and you know, they, that's and exactly watch it exactly
1: we, okay. yeah if you if you want to see it done firsthand you come to the conference right
0: yep and just not to not to go back and get on the soapbox again but we ask people how they feel about it. Before they do it at the conference, hundred people in this this case almost 110 people, right? um, The last conference and, eh, you know people aren't terribly excited about it. And at the end of it, everybody goes that was worth the time, and that's doing it for 100 people. Okay, so with that, let's get to the introduction tool overview.
1: Right. Okay. Again, not to be refused with actually listening to the cast. You know, I, I will just say this. I've heard before that some people would like our casts shortened and yet it stuns me that some think that everything can be reduced effectively to less than a 30 minute cast. Um, reducing the cast of the introduction tool to a two minute review is like saying calculus is about derivatives and then just writing down dx and expecting that to suffice as teaching of calculus. Not not that management is calculus. It's not. Um, if you want to be good at this tool, and it's worth it to be good at it, you have to listen to that cast. Period. That said, we're going to say it again. We recommend for day long or more day long or longer trainings, or for offsites that you lead, or initial project meetings, or initial team meetings that a leader or manager schedule time for everyone to introduce themselves to the group. It is not enough that you, manager, know everyone. That is irrelevant. The interplay among the team is almost as important starting out as you knowing everyone. Um, So um, you put it on your agenda. You hand out markers and flip chart paper to everyone. You ask them to fill out the paper according to our guidance in the cast. Each person gets up and presents the information on their flip chart to the group. They say, hi, I'm Mark, and the group responds, or hi, I'm Allie, and the group responds. When they're done, each person having gotten about a minute, the group claps in order to reinforce that you got up in front of us and did a hard thing, and we love you, for lack of a better way of saying it. And I got to tell you, we've learned the hard way. We 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 <laughs> we went kicking and screaming. But this is the most powerful way we know for managers, um, all of us human, right? We're all human in these meetings to bond and connect with one another. And as as, as soft and as new agey as it sounds, that sounds that bonding and that connecting notably increases the effectiveness of every meeting we have ever used it in, bar none. Period. End of story.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing. Um, we've had a number of, of engagements with clients where we've been pressed for time. Where we've had so much to get in there. And I've seen you I've, I've seen you sit down and just I know you're thinking about whether yeah. or not you want to take the totally. tool out. You're just really totally just struggling with the idea of taking it out. And an hour. I've, yeah, an hour out of just a completely packed day schedule. And right. I've thought exactly the same. And every time, even when we facilitate less than perfectly, we end up being believers all over again. Yeah. In
1: fact, when we realize at the end, dang, dang, that thing works. Um, it is really silly at this point how often I have doubted, you have doubted, because it just flipping works. Simple yep. as that. Every time. Yep. Yep.
0: You know, but our, but our extended argument with it also is a great reminder that all the other high D and high C managers in the world, yeah. like, like me, are likely also to disagree with the concept. I know yeah. it. I've, folks, I'm you. I've been there. Been there, done that. And I really hope they hear us when we say that this is a great tool, your favorite, and it's worth fighting through all their doubts, right. even if only to try it once. This tool is more about effectiveness than it is about people. Surprise, right. surprise. So that said, let's we're probably beating a dead horse here. Let's move on to point number two. Scheduled right. number of participants times 0.75. Right. So, so first off, uh, the instructions
1: from the earlier cast all hold unless we specifically change them here. You're going to get up in front of the group. You're going to be, you're going to have a pre-prepared flip chart showing an example. You're going to have sufficient markers and papers for everybody. Uh, you're going to tell them how to fill out the chart. You're also, uh, going to tell them that each of them will be coming up one at a time and sharing their flip chart as a way to introduce themselves. And I always joke that, you know, if you're going to get nervous, starting or getting nervous now because that'll just make you really in bad shape by the time you come up in front of the group. Um, you'll show them how yourself as, a, as an example you're going to use the practice sheet um, and they're gonna respond and clap um, to your um, to your introduction. You're gonna give them three minutes to fill out the chart. you're gonna ask them to come up one and one one by one to introduce themselves and after they do so you'll ask them to put their post their charts on the wall um, of whatever meeting room you're meeting in uh, to stay up until the end of the meeting. That's just sort of sort of a brief intro or
0: background there good probably the, the longest preamble even you have ever used <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep uh, i claim favorite tool status um i'm tricky okay look it, it, you asked for me to explain the 0. 0.75 rule look all you do is simple you take the number of folks who have inter- have to introduce themselves and you got to include yourself and any other facilitators if they're going to be in the meeting if somebody's going to be in the meeting most of the day oh and i know the ceo wants to come and go as he or she pleases that's stupid but okay um Um, You take that number, whoever's going to introduce themselves, whoever's going to be in the meeting, and multiply it by 0.75 or by three-fourths. The result is how many minutes to schedule on your agenda in advance. So for 100 folks, you only need 75 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes. Um, As a general rule, you round up to the nearest quarter hour. So if you had 90 people and you multiplied, I don't know what 0.75 times 90 is, but you'd probably end up rounding up to an hour and 15 minutes. Um and, and, and the reason why this is the first change we recommend is that you do this when you're planning your agenda in advance of the meeting. You have to get the agenda out in advance of the meeting, which means you have to know how much time you're gonna take. So you gotta know how many people are coming, and then you do the math and you schedule that. And that is, you know, you do welcome, purpose, agenda, ground rules, and then introductions. And then you know how much time it's going to take. And again, for those of you who spent an hour and a half for a group with 30 people, because you went the, the old introduction tool way, the new way is you can do 100 people in an hour and 15. Please, don't use the new way on a small group. Take right. the time right. to have people share don't have the timekeeper as we're going to talk about, and let it go for an hour, hour and 15, even if you will have 20, 25 people. That's fine. You're still going to get an hour's worth of bonding out of it.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And it, it takes more than all that planning, though, to get to get this done fast there's other things you need to do and 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 one of the whole beauties of this tool different than the original is the ability to compress the time down to make it usable
1: yeah because that's why people ask right they ask because they're afraid that it'll take five hours to do 100 people
0: exactly yeah and 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 one of the things we recommend is that you delete the snow cam or something no one here knows about me portion of the chart
1: right the easiest recommendation of them all look something no one here knows about me or what we call snow and that's that's essentially the pronunciation of the acronym s-n-o-h-k-a-m it, it, look it's it's easily the most fun part of the introductions and it makes the tool work even among folks who say they know each other really well right who already know roughly that families and kids and so on um even though those things are true, the fact is SnowCam also takes the most time of all the elements. And we've learned by practice, practice, practice that leaving it out for larger groups, whatever extra value you get from it, is more than outweighed by the benefit of having everyone be introduced. In other words, the choice you're making is if I leave it in, I can't afford the time. If you take it out while you lose that benefit, you get all the other benefit of the rest of the introductory tool, and it's worth spending the reduced amount of time because you get a great deal out of that as well. Sure, it would be better if you could include Snowcam in every introductory tool. The problem is you can't and stay within a reasonable period of time. So, in this case, everybody lists their name, their role, and then draws and later describes a picture that represents their life, super easy and they can be done in 30 seconds when they're up in front of the group.
0: Exactly. Which leads us to our our next point, which is to limit each participant to 30 seconds. And and I know those who have done this before, who've done the introduction exercise with teams, will be a little bit disappointed that we haven't figured out a way to really compress time. Um, yeah. and and actually yeah. get, you know, have 100 yeah. people spend 3 minutes each. Doing the introduction and actually get it done in an hour and if, fifteen. If the minutes. only
1: thing we disappoint our tens of thousands of listeners with is our inability to uh, to affect the space time continuum, I can die a happy man.
0: Yeah, um, I'm still working on it though. So just yeah, see, just you yeah, see yeah.
1: Know. So you might actually figure it out. My, <laughs> my life is all about people, and I I don't see. <laughs> I don't see a whole lot of people standing around waiting for me to compress the space-time continuum. Yeah, this step, the 30-second rule, is the most delicate to implement. It's really not that hard. You just have to have a light touch about it. And, and and if you if you preface it the right way, the group will help you get there in terms of 30 seconds. First of all, the first thing you do is announce that you're going to ask everybody to keep to a 30-second time limit. If you've used the tool, again, you may think that's not enough, but we've found that it really is, and you're going to be fine. Um, Sub points related to this are important. First, you announce that. Everybody's going to get 30 seconds. Then, and perhaps this is the most important one of all, you go first, folks, and you make sure on pain of death that you don't go over 30 seconds.
0: If you tell people to
1: stay to 30 seconds and you go 45, you're in trouble.
0: Yeah, I've seen somebody do that before, and it didn't work. Yeah, that would be you. <laughs> I
1: finished in like 29 seconds, and um, I think I think Mike Swenson said time to you, and you went on to like 40, 90, 100. I don't know. Forty. I, I
0: just have a lot to say. What, what could we yeah.
1: say? Yeah, well, we, we we were listening intently. I assure you. Um, it is amazing how much human beings are willing to follow examples, and the fact that we learn by mimicking. Um, the whole brain mirroring mirror neurons is powerful. Um, and, and so we recommend you shoot for being done in 20 seconds. So you don't even flirt with going over the, that 30 seconds. Okay. So you set the example, you tell them you're going to keep to 30 seconds and then you in fact do it. In addition, and this happens in advance of you going, obviously you appoint a timekeeper who takes a place close to the front of the room and facing the speaker And you tell the group that the timekeeper is going to give them a 10 second warning after 20 seconds have gone by. And they're gonna say, the timekeeper is gonna say, loud enough so the speaker hears it, but not trying to drown them out at all, 10 seconds. Okay, that's all they say, 10 seconds. You'll also tell the group that the timekeeper will say time at 30 seconds. And look, your timekeeper has to be smart enough to be able to say 10 seconds loud enough to be heard, but not to overpower. And time louder than that, yet again, without completely drowning out the speaker. Because you don't want somebody three seconds away from the end of uh, a description of their picture up in their chart to suddenly stop talking and walk away with their tail between their legs.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and folks, the, the timekeeper must be in the view of the speaker. The speaker yeah, must that, be able to see the timekeeper. Right.
1: Right. In fact, we've had some success with having the timekeeper be kneeling down until they say time when they stand up, which is a very large visual impression that is made on the speaker, particularly if everybody else is is uh, sitting down. Um, and And yet with everything else we've suggested, the most important recommendation is that you stay under 30 seconds when you present first. That's the key.
0: Yeah, and in one point, the timekeeper. It helps if the timekeeper is a fairly large person. I'd say at least six foot three, <laughs> two hundred forty, two hundred fifty pounds, something like that. Because if somebody goes over the thirty seconds, you must tackle them and throw them in their chair. <laughs> uh, time is time is critical here.
1: Is this the April Fool's part of the cast? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, well, well, we, we want to be l- subtle. We're not. We're not going to cut somebody off. I mean, cut. We're not going to throw a knife at them or something. And if they, if somebody goes to forty-five seconds, that's okay. The key is the first person doesn't. And what we do with a large group, if we have two or three facilitators at one of our conferences, Mike and I, and uh, Michael Swinson and others, we'll tell them, "Look, if we point at you, you go next." And the reason we might point at you is because maybe several people have gone and they're starting to get a little bit longer and the group is starting to waver in terms of sticking with the 30 second thing, even when somebody is saying time out loud. And so one of our group will actually step in in front of the line, introduce themselves and take 20 seconds to send everybody a message of, you know, we have a time constraint here and we've done it and it works fine. Uh, There's no hurt feelings at all. Um, So, yeah, no, no tackling of the speakers.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, good. Okay. You
1: learn something new every day, don't you, partner?
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, I'm not sure I'm going to enjoy it as much. I mean, it is funny to see somebody flying like that. Yeah. Uh, but okay, whatever. Your your meetings are boring.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yours are more exciting. Yeah. Okay.
0: And then, and then finally, we have some. Uh, we have a special recommendation for uh, meetings that with groups of more than 50 participants.
1: Yeah when when you get over 50, it's even more important to pay attention to the time constraints um and we do recommend one additional technique that works very well rather than just having one flip chart easel for more than 50 participants you need two of them while one person is presenting at one easel a second person person is quietly preparing to present at the other easel so you don't lose all that preparation time in between presenters you're doing it uh you're doing it in parallel rather than in serial um and, and rather than putting one easel in the center of the room, you split the two apart enough so that the audience can focus on one without the preparation that's happening at the other one being distracting from the presenter. The way I do it is I split the room in thirds. Um, if, it's, if it's a long rectangle and we're, uh, the group is presenting along the long axis of the rectangle, then I split the, the, the short axis of the rectangle in thirds and I put the two flip charts At a third of the way across the room and two thirds of the way across the room. Um, And that works very well in terms of people are comfortable moving from left to right, but it's outside of the field of vision while you're watching one person at the other flip chart.
0: Exactly. Now, Maybe the only downside to this to this way of doing it with a large group is that a line starts to form on each side of the room with those folks wanting to be next and and no matter what we've done short of shooing people back to their seats, uh, there again, lies the reason why you might want a large facilitator, but in any case, the line always (laughs) forms. Yeah, the
1: line does form. And, and we've discovered that, um, there are people who are nervous enough and people who want to be next and don't want to lose their place in line. And they'd rather stand up with four or five deep in the line, um, in order to be, in order to be ready and yes we do not recommend you shoe people back to their seats that then feels very heavy-handed rather than being kind of having a light touch and the light touch is the best approach when it comes to introductions good
0: now one thing not in the show notes that that i had a question for you because often we when we do this with large groups um we always ask people to speak up and sometimes people don't. Sometimes people are nervous. They take more than 30 seconds. They don't hear the timer because they're, they're nervous. Um, and it's sometimes difficult to hear people in the back. And so yeah. often folks give us feedback during our, during our what went well, what went well, take a look at piece of the conference at the end, or where, we, where we get feedback from the audience. Right. And invariably somebody recommends microphones. Right. And, and we choose to ignore that piece of advice. Why is that? Right.
1: Okay, um, look, we're not going to tell you not to do it. We don't. Um, But remember, the purpose of our meetings is to teach management, not to run the meeting. Okay? If you have a big meeting of 100 people and you believe a, a microphone will be necessary, that's fine. There are two reasons why I'm generally opposed, not specifically in every instance, but generally opposed to microphones in this situation. Number one... If you're a manager and you can't get up in front of a hundred people and make your voice heard, you don't know that that's an important part of your job. And, and I will tell you, if I were coaching you and let me, let me be very blunt and get myself in trouble. Let's suppose you're, you're, um, you're only five foot five or five foot four. And let's suppose simply from the basis of gender, you're, you're female. And so you tend to have a softer voice. Ladies, I don't care. We do not pick leaders and managers because of gender. We pick them because of effectiveness. You're going to have to command a room. Um, Yes, there are certainly plenty of times where you'll have a microphone and that'll be great. But I see too many people come up to the front of the room and they say to me, I'm shy. And I look at them and what I think to myself is, too bad you'll never go to the top of an organization unless you are just so much smarter and so much more efficient than everybody else. And quite frankly, shyness is a very uh, um, limiting quality among executives. Look around the executives in your organization. How many of them describe themselves as shy, walk into a room, and can't get the attention of the room? Now, mind you, I'm not suggesting that they're comfortable getting the attention of the room, but they know it's their job and their paradigm is not about what works for them. It's about what's necessary for the job. So at our conferences, historically, we have not used microphones because we're trying to encourage people to speak up. And you've seen me, Mike. I stand in the back of the room or near the back, and I put my hands around my ears. Yep. And there's some people who look right at me, see that I'm putting my hands around my ears, leaning forward, eyebrows up, sending them every possible visual message I can saying you need to speak up, and they don't do it and and i've got to tell you something that sends a message to the back of the room that you don't care about them and there's not a human being on the planet that can't with a little bit of practice speak loud enough to a group of 100 people sitting down so that everyone in the room can hear them it may be harder for some people than it is for me because i'm six foot four and 240 pounds fine but it's also harder for me to read a spreadsheet than a lot of people who are listening and i do it and i can do the math Okay. So the first reason is a fundamental difference about what our conference is about versus a typical meeting. And we're not telling people that they shouldn't use a microphone. There's something else though that happens with a microphone that causes me to pause before I say, let's embrace the microphone. And that is people with a microphone tend to talk much longer. I, I really don't care why that is. I just have reams and reams of anecdotal evidence that is now turned into a mountain of data. that says people talk longer further. Most people don't know how to talk with a microphone, particularly a handheld one. And so they wave the microphone around and we get every
0: third word. Right. And then they stumble um, and they take more time, even just as a result yeah. of handing off the microphone and figuring out yeah. how to use it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, we, we don't want people to be drill sergeants. We don't. Somebody said, I don't want to be a drill sergeant. And, and quite frankly, I was offended. You know, but apparently my, my thought to myself was apparently Mrs. Manager, you don't realize that being an executive has nothing to do with being a drill sergeant, and you're going to have to get the attention of a room. And don't insult me by suggesting that speaking loudly enough so a group of fifty or seventy-five can hear you is something only a drill sergeant would do and not an executive. Um, so yeah, Good. so th- so those are our reasons. We would not suggest to you that if you do this yourself, you shouldn't use a microphone. Those are our reasons for not doing it. If you do it, recognize there are limitations. Good. Did I answer your question?
0: You certainly did.
1: Okay, good. All
0: right. Okay. So, so I'm gui-
1: I admit to being guilty of having strongly held opinion on that because I've been doing this for 20 years, but, you know,
0: I don't know. maybe I'm wrong. I I didn't know whether you did or not. I thought I'd yeah, just ask the question yeah, and could, see could, what could, happened. Yeah. I could have <laughs> waffled for a
1: while. I'm good at waffling. You could have. You know? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe you know? not.
0: Okay. So that, that So that was quick. So yeah. it's a great again if folks haven't if you haven't listened to the original cast i please I, please I please please encourage you to go do so <laughs> i beg it, of it, you it is a registered member cast but registration is absolutely free so yep go back and do it and there's a number of great great cast i think um for the re- registered members so please go back so quick overview we had five points we did an introduction of the of the tool right really simple just a simple exercise that is, is simply it our favorite and works like a charm every single time. Um, our, our second point was scheduled a time, you know, the scheduling of time, schedule the number of participants times 0.75. So if you have 100 people, it's 75 minutes or one hour and 15 minutes. Pretty straightforward. Um, point three is delete the snow cam or something no one here knows about me. Portion of the chart. We've just right. simply found that, uh, although that is a very enjoyable par- part of the, the exercise and everybody loves it, that the value of getting everybody through in time outweighs the benefits from the snow camp part of the of the exercise. Um, number four: limit each participant to thirty seconds. You go first. You go first. Right. Go first. Limit yourself to thirty seconds on the pain of death, and then use a, a, a timekeeper to keep everybody uh, in check. Right. Um, and yeah, you don't need a linebacker to do that. We found. <laughs> I, I learned something new today. Yeah. And then lastly, for more than 50 participants, uh, time is the of the essence. And we have found that two easels at the at front of the room works more effectively than one. Right. And there you go. That's it. Thanks partner. All right, my friend, we'll talk to you Take later. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks everyone. That's it. I hope you found that useful. And again, I hope you've, If you haven't already, I hope you go back and listen to the original cast. It's well worth the time. So with that, we'll see you again next week. So long, folks.